Hey guys, welcome back to the Athlete Stories Podcast. Today's episode, we have a CrossFit legend, Scott Panchik. Scott, how are you today? I am good. How are you? I'm good, dude. How's the weather in Ohio right now? Uh, it's actually the sun is shining. Very. I know. That's a new. Is that unusual? I mean, it, I guess it's spring, but. Yeah, um, I always joke with people and say that you can get all four seasons in one day here at times. So yeah. bring everything when you come to Ohio. Yeah, I pack two bags. Um, Scott, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive right into some of these questions. I told you they were some of them are relatively random, but if you were a character in any movie, who would you be? Oh man, <laughs> this is I'm here. I'm thinking I'm gonna be telling stories and like. I wasn't prepared to be a character in any movie. Um, <laughs> geez, oh man. Can we come back to that one? I, I, we'll come I back. It. We'll come back. Um, that was a really tough one to start with. I was hoping like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go yeah. here. Uh, we'll, we'll get like, we'll get warmed up with some really yeah, familiar stuff. Yeah. There what did you say? I said, warm me up. I need to get with some f familiar territory let's, before we jump into Let's that. get warmed up. Just describe yourself in three words. What, what would those three words be? Uh, joyful, resilient, and loving. Love it. Healthy balance of resilience and, and loving is always a, a good recipe. For um, sure. What did you what have you thought so far about opening quarterfinals in terms of the workouts and how how everything is uh, played out. Yeah, it's been an interesting year. Obviously, everyone was, in a th I think, a little panicked when uh, there was the changing of guards. But uh, I think they've done a great job so far. I thought the tests were excellent. Uh, the Open, just being an affiliate owner and having members of all different backgrounds uh, taking on those three events, I looked at them and it it was classic CrossFit, push, pull, press, jump. I mean, things that everyday people need to be able to do uh, to live a healthy life. So I thought the first stage, the Open was great. Uh, quarterfinals uh, had some really interesting tests as well. It was cool seeing like a shuttle run, even though uh, I think a few people ran that the wrong way. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a cool um, just opportunity for athletes to to showcase some running in a stage that they normally can't and then uh the the new crossfit total was something that i was excited to see uh tested before um before i really like was gone <laughs> i was yeah. like officially gone like i was just cool to be able to take that on and i had a lot of fun this year we had a big group of individuals in our, our gym that took it on. Uh, my one brother, Spencer, came in, took on the workouts, my sister, my wife. So it was a, a exciting time of year for us. What'd you get for the CrossFit total? I hit a 365 clean, 315 bench, and 365 overhead squat. Nice. I, I can't remember what it totaled up to, like 1,045 pounds maybe? 1,045, yep. Okay. When was the last time you benched heavy like that? Oh man, I probably haven't touched that in a year and a half. All of those lifts I haven't touched in a while. It's, I was just yeah, nice the, um, they're still there. <laughs> There's a lot of spec. I mean, yeah, 315 benches probably in the upper echelon, I would imagine. I don't I don't remember all the rankings, but back um, in my college days, that was an important staple to every week was Monday was bench. And yeah, I just remember uh going in on Mondays and benching in our rec center and I had a goal. I was just like, I want to bench 315 for five. And then I just want to do it as long as I can. And there's no way I at one point in my life I was able to do it for five and not not anymore. But I was happy to be able to at least get it up once. Yeah. I mean three plates is kind of like that's just like a uh you want to try and stay there if you get there, you know? Right. Yeah. Those three cookies. Uh, it's a rite of passage. 225 for 10 and then 315 for one was like an early rite of passage in the bodybuilding days. That and you wanted um, to make sure that your chest wasn't any stronger than your legs. We'll yeah. I, there was one time, I mean, not one time, there was a long period of time where my bench press was actually more than my deadlift. Um, <laughs> and 
you know, coming from How like, that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, back then it didn't matter as much like, you know, in the Globo gym or whatever, it wasn't really yeah. that big of a deal. You don't see people doing deadlifts. Yeah. People weren't really asking what your deadlift was back then. Um, people and I'm, you get in an elevator. Someone's like, you look like you work out how much you bench. Yeah. Like what do you bench? I bet you curl whatever. And you're like, cur you know, now that you're, yeah. if you're in CrossFit, like I come from that world of like bodybuilding and stuff. And so like now I could care. I don't know. Last time I curled any heavy weight, like curling is irrelevant. It's really curling is accessory work well, now, you know, like the old, the old rock and curl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like in the squat rack. That's um, right. So, you know, thank God I've evolved. Um, but, Which is a good uh, thing. I, yeah <laughs> and i mean like for what it's worth i had a relatively good bench press so like the deadlift was just it just wasn't what was your, there what was your um, back in the so 415 is my max on the bench Ooh. press um man but that would be tough to, to back squat and deadlift back in the day yeah my so i don't know like early on you know when you're like when you don't know a whole lot, you think like, oh, deadlift's bad for your back, bench and squat like three times a week. <laughs> it didn't really make any sense, you know? No. Um, so my yeah. squat back then was, you know, I come, I have like strong legs and I skateboarded competitively as a kid. So it just kind of came yeah. with the territory, but my squat was probably Smith, like- You get on the Smith machine and it gives you the little like- the Yeah. Rides, rides it down, rides it up. <laughs> and like straps every time you deadlift. So like, I remember I- I quit bodybuilding competitively and wanted to try weight or powerlifting. And, um, my raw deadlift was probably like 385 because I had used straps the whole time. And with straps, I'd worked my deadlift up to, you know, close to 500 pounds, but, um, without straps, yeah, like they make, my, they make a huge difference. I used them all through high school and college. I played football and we did nothing but hang power cleans. Like pulling under, I didn't know that you could even do a squat clean until like 2012 when I got in my first competitive year. I was like, oh, you can squat under the bar? That's an option? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I had no idea. I wasn't taping my thumbs or hook gripping. I remember my coach, he's like, hey, like, are you hook gripping? I'm like, what's a hook grip? He's like, oh, you'll wrap your thumb under. I'm like, I don't need to hook grip. And then yeah. I remember him lifting and I was like, whoa. I was like, hey, will you teach me how to do that hook grip thing? <laughs> yeah, and then even like when you start CrossFit, you're like, man, hook grip, nah, I'll, I'll push that off. Like, that'd be yeah. the last thing I do. And then by the time you start doing it, you're like, I should have started doing this a long time ago. For sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you have good. like short stubby thumbs, it's like the worst. Right. You start taping up and over, up and over, up and over. And then once it gets a little longer, you can wrap it. <laughs> it can be the extender. Uh, yeah. Oh, especially like the warm up sets when like I feel like my thumb is this long and then you get that right set and it's like it's like it stretches your thumb and you're like, all right, I'm ready. Like it's working now. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Anyways, let's let's circle back. Uh, do you have a clue if you were a character in any movie, who would you be? Oh man. Let's just name can you give me some movies and then I'll tell you who I would be? That would be way better. I just feel like man. there's so many movies out there and I can't even like, I'm trying to think of one. All right. If you were an Avenger, who would you be? Oh man. Don't judge me people, but I've never seen the Avengers. Oh, people are going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like, I don't know what to say to that. Honestly. Um, <laughs> if, okay. Do you know the Avengers though? Are you familiar? I, I, I'm kind of familiar. I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, help me out. Um, you got Thor. Uh, you got Iron Man. You got Captain America. All right. All right. Hawkeye. You got um, Vision, which if you're, you probably don't know who Vision is, but you got um, uh Alex, help me out here. If you got, if you got Maybe some photos of the Avengers, <laughs> what about the Hulk? The Hulk. The Hulk. Um, you see me being the Hulk just because, like, I can't. Early on, I had a, I, I struggled to control my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> so I did feel at times that I would turn a bit green. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I always tell people, I'm always like, well, now, now that we're going through, I'm like, I've seen Captain America. I've okay. seen, uh, I've watched parts of the Hulk. Um, who okay. are some of the other ones? Uh, Winter like, Soldier, Iron yeah. Man, Thor. I've watched, I've watched Iron Man. Okay. There's so many. That's why I was going to be surprised if you had never seen any, because it's almost like by accident you would have seen one. Yeah, like but, at some right. point. <laughs> so that's right. pretty funny. I guess I was trying to think. Isn't there one that, that has all of them? Isn't it, and it is the Avengers? Yeah, right? like Endgame. Um, yeah. A couple, like the Avengers movies basically have all right. of them, but then the early event, like the early Marvel movies have like Iron Man, the whole. Okay. You know, and they all kind of build up to the eventual okay. Avengers movie. Spider-Man is also one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's great right. Power comes responsibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, See, I know right, I do well, some of them. <laughs> yeah, and you've seen a couple. Um, I love that you're the Hulk in honest, my early I days. I didn't want to sit here and, and like try to put up a front. My dad always said, just like, just be honest with people. You forget somebody's name, just ask them what their name is. You don't <laughs> Just be honest. Well, that's and that's kind of how the Hulk was. The Hulk had issues controlling, but then as as the movies progressed, as the timeline progressed, he kind of got it under control. So, yeah, you're very Hulk like. Yeah, I never made it to the end, so I just always assumed it was about turning big and green, taking <laughs> <laughs> buildings down. You you need to have a Marvel marathon, bro. I feel like it's just I do. like I do. Yeah. watch them in order. It'll be great. I just did that. Oh. I just finished watching them all in order. So, yeah, I watch them like every year. I've watched it probably <laughs> six or seven times. I'm blown away, Scott. That I mean, I know you're business owner, and athlete. I, dad, I honestly husband. don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Like, yeah. I feel like every year I watch less TV. Nothing wrong with that. Probably more productive than I've just got more responsibilities every year. Yeah, I yeah. try to watch Shrek uh the other day with my daughter which was fun like i've seen that one before and i was laughing pretty hard at that one there's still some some good mo good moments and i love when they sneak in like a little bit of the like adult humor in the kids movies yeah but yeah they got to make it enjoyable for for the parents too you know what i mean like and the kids never know until they're 20 years older and they watch it and they're like, like oh my gosh <laughs> Stick. <laughs> Going back and like watching Lion King and Aladdin these days, you're like, wow, yeah. how did I miss that? Yeah. But again, you were, you know, I was seven. I wasn't looking for that, you know. Yeah. Um, the remake. If, if you could uh, tell your life story in two to three minutes, what would that story be? Man, life story. Well, I grew up in a family, a big family. Uh, four brothers and one sister. Uh, my younger twin brothers, a lot of people know about them. They're obviously uh, becoming competitors in the in the sport itself. Um, a lot of people may not know that my sister uh, is a competitor in the sport, and she was on a semifinal team last year. She's a coach at our gym. Um, one of you know six kids, the only girl in the family, and a total uh, badass. <laughs> Uh, and then I have an older brother, uh, and I have a, another younger brother. My older brother is a police officer, and then my younger brother is a uh, a teacher. My uh, my parents brought us up and playing just about every sport known to man. And I always joke and say that my dad's been training all of us for CrossFit <laughs> our entire life. I still remember him encouraging us to run to hockey practice with our sticks above our head <laughs> love that so uh my childhood was you know playing a lot of sports uh, went to college at mount union uh it was mount union college at the time now it's mount, uh, university of mount union studied health and phys ed there played football i uh, was a running back slot receiver studied health and physical education uh taught for few years uh, at Mentor High School, was a football coach, um, also a wrestling coach. That was one of the sports I played growing up. And from there, uh, decided that I was going to uh, put everything I had into opening a CrossFit gym. So stepped away from teaching 
after my first year qualifying for the CrossFit Games and decided to open a gym back in 2013 when CrossFit was still kind of on the rise here in, in the U.S. And it was a very, very scary time for me. But I told my parents that it's something I wanted to do, even if it meant that I had to move back in with them, just take some, take some chances as a young gunner. Uh, turns out that it was a very good move and I ended up uh, reconnecting with uh, my wife now at the time in 2013 we started uh, we started dating and things started to get serious three years later we got married uh, we have a little girl named Kinsley she's about a year and a half now there was uh, 10 years of CrossFit uh, a lot of ups and downs a lot of growth a lot of personal growth uh, some injuries, kind of figuring out the sport, uh, just a lot, a lot of memories with, with family and friends in those years at our gym and uh, through competition, uh, a lot of adversity, a lot of ups and downs there as well. And uh, this past year, I was probably my most memorable year at the CrossFit Games where I went in, I ended up having uh, issues with my knee. I had uh, what turned out to be a, a tear in my, uh, my, my meniscus was torn and a fragment was floating around in my knee. So it prevented me from going in at 100%, uh, got it out through the weekend and um, it's just really joyful in my circumstances and just had a lot of like clarity that, uh, when I looked at everything, I always put so much emphasis on winning the CrossFit Games and had this belief that it was going to fulfill something. But it was almost like when I got there and realized that I was hurt um, and I, it just like all the stress went away and I just felt like a little kid playing a sport again, where yeah. it was like I was doing it because it was it was fun and I loved the game and I loved seeing my family and my friends in the, uh, the bleachers screaming their faces off. And my, you know, I love the way my wife looks at me when I'm on the floor and my daughter. And it was just really just an incredible, incredible experience. And it changed me a lot. And I realized that uh, winning the CrossFit games would be amazing, uh, but it wasn't going to change anything the day after <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't going to change the way that anyone in my family or my friends or our community across with mentality were going to treat me so it's just that that like joyfulness it was almost like like getting reintroduced to the sport again where like somewhere yeah. along the way i lost that and it just became about winning and I feel like I got redirected late in my life um, this past year. And I decided I was going to sign up for the open and just take it one stage at a time. I'm training about half the time I used to uh, venturing into some other businesses. We just uh, launched a, a company the last two years, stream fitness and uh, just spending a lot more time with my family, coaching at our gym and just, loving every minute of everything that I'm doing. So it's, uh, it's interesting that, you know, you go through some hard times and a lot of the times we want to know why is this happening to us, but it could be happening for us. Yeah. Uh, and I look back at different stages in my life. I blew out my knee, my college year, uh, or my college year, my senior year of playing football. And I was like, Oh man, that's it. Like I'm going to miss going to the, national championship and everything like it was like the same kind of idea in my mind like win the crossfit games get to a national championship win get to be the man and like it was like i want, thought this was gonna fulfill me fulfill me fulfill me and uh and me not getting that led to me getting involved in crossfit opening a gym meeting my wife and you know going on to spend 10 years in the sport and it's just like we don't look at those things when those bad things are happening to us. So that's probably too much <laughs> and too I long. Loved it. But, uh, that's, <clears throat> that's as quick as I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. That's awesome. Um, and I think, you know, having a, 
a resiliency, like you mentioned, that's one of your characteristics um, around adversity, meaning like, you know, there's, there's a such thing as optimism, but then there's insanity, right? Like, right. so it's one thing to look at circumstances and not uh, face them for what they are, but right. it's another thing to turn them around and leverage them for the good of your life and your future. And so um, that's a comeback story. I always love one. That's I love a good comeback story. I, when you first asked me about movies, I was trying to think of a good comeback story. Cause I, and, and, and it's funny you use adversity because one of the things that um, they were talking about in church a couple of weeks ago is they were talking about adversity. Everybody says like adversity um, can make you better, right? Adversity makes you better. Or, or no, they said a lot of people say adversity makes you better. And they were like, no, like adversity reveals your character and then it can make you better. Yeah. And I it was like, wow, man, that's so good because there's so many times in my life where I felt like adversity and then immediately I look and I'm like, oh man, my character was so on display. How did I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, was I prepared for that? Like, did I handle that the right way? And like, there's going to be times you do times you don't. But I think if we, we don't play the victim card and we say like, why is this? Like, what can I actually learn from this yeah. rather than it being, why is this happening to me? Oh no, poor me. I think there's a lot of growth, potential and growth. Yeah. And I mean, I think adversity, you look at adversity is always a fork in the road, right? Like there's a right mm -hmm. way and a wrong way. <laughs> yes. And anytime you were like, you mentioned victim mentality and like the fact of the matter in life is like some things do happen that are out of our control that certainly suck to where we would certainly classify ourselves as a victim, rightfully so, but it doesn't yeah. change anything. It's like, whether or not this is my fault is irrelevant. I still have right. to choose to not be a victim and to push forward or let it affect me negatively. Yes, um, that's the big one. Let it affect me negatively. Like when I blew out my knee, I was, I like went from being this like athlete focused on football and studies. And I was like, oh, like, fine. I'm going to go live the college life and, you know, yeah experience the college life and, and and that was the wrong move like it was yeah. not that was not fulfilling either when i look back and it's just a lot of the times we think the one thing that we're supposed to do is going to fulfill us and then when we don't get it then we're like oh like i'm gonna go do this other thing it's gonna fulfill us but you know it's it's empty and i think that um, you know your identity when you look at who your identity is that'll you know, what are you thinking about regularly during the day? Um, what's the first thing you think about when you wake up? What's the last thing you think about before you go to bed? And I think there's a whole list of things that there should be a whole list of things there. It shouldn't be just one thing, you know, and, and for me, like my relationship with God really was um, complacent over those years. And I felt like the last two years where I'm finding all this joy is because I've strengthened that relationship with God. And then I'm also seeing everything else kind of fall into place. My relationships with my, my family, uh, my friends, our community, and, and yes, CrossFit is in there. And that is a big part of like who I am and I will always be. And people are like, you're retired. I'm like, yeah, I know, but like, I still love working out and I'm not going to just stop working out. I'm just not yeah. as much as I was. And CrossFit was at the top of that priority list. And it's, you know, it's on the list. It's just not the list. And it used to be, which yeah. was unhealthy. Yeah. I think there's, there's phases and stages to that. And it's good that you recognize like, okay, it's time to transition stages, but you know, and it's as in the life of a believer, our goal is to always keep God at the forefront of everything, but inevitably not, not his fault, but our fault. He, he falls usually second or third or fourth in priority and we have to move him back. You know, it's like, Oh crap. CrossFit's first again. Let me, move, let me put God first. Well, yeah, let me, and, let me tell you a story. I mean, since this is stories, I'll tell you a yeah. little story. Let's do um, it. Before I went to the CrossFit games, I met with a, a pastor. He was like a, one of my close friends. Uh, you know, he's like my, my pastor friends in town. He's like, we want to get lunch. Like he wants to meet you. So we went and sat and we talked and just like, unpacked like everything in my life and we got outside and he was just like one of the things he said he's like he's like can i pray over you like i'm pray over your knee and when he was praying over my knee i was like 
he like st- like stopped and he's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I was like, I feel the same. And he's like, do you believe this can, he- that th- this can heal you? And I said, yes. But then in the same mindset, and I, I can't remember if I said it or not, but I was just like, but like, it seems silly. Like there's so many other people and other things going on in the world that I know are, should be way higher on that list than me needing this knee to be fixed so that I can go and do something that's going to glorify me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, it was like in that moment, it was almost like this, like, I was like, man, that just like, when I say that out loud, it sounds so selfish and it sounds so uh, just wrong. And I don't know if it was just like that moment where it was just like, man, like, this is the fun thing you get to do. Go do the best you can and have faith that things are going to work out. And I believe that like this year's games, like I was meant to not be 100% um, so that I could be, have my eyes open to what joy truly is. And I feel like I got more joy and more fulfillment out of this past year at the games than I would have had I won the games and not had that happen to me, I think I would have came back and been like, okay, eh. but like, here I am, like I'm supposed to be like retired and I'm still doing it because I love it. And it's, and I, and I found that joy again. Yeah. And I think there's a lot, I mean, that's a really great story. Thank you for sharing that, Scott. Um, You know, physiologically, when you think about the chemicals that are released, when you train full time, you and you can't just stop training like that's like stopping to take like that's like being on antidepressants and just stop taking them like it doesn't work that way you have to segue you know what i mean so like there's no way you could just stop working out like you're that would be catastrophic to your lifestyle um do you i mean you did you did what are are you gonna go to a semi um yeah i uh, i signed up for the first one syndicate games syndicate games yep so i'll be there Excited to, well. excited to just get on the floor again and see what I can do. And I like having something to check in for. Like, yeah, I mean, people, it's like it's in your nature, right? Whether it's the CrossFit Games or you just sign up for an Ironman or you right. try a bodybuilding competition, like it's in your competitive nature. It's how God's wired you. Yep. Um, you know, you look at Matt, right? Like Matt fully retired, but now he's geared 100% towards HWPO and like right. – uh, podium and like he's just leveraging all that athletic uh, or all that competitive nature in the business world for sure um, you just always got to find an outlet i love that yeah and um, i and i think in time i'll find other things it's just like right now i still i still want to train and when i have extra time that's what i like to do with my friends and so it's like having something that to get back to being healthy again and to be able to create some some moments with, like I went down to Wadapalooza and I literally signed up for Wadapalooza like the week before. I was just like, hey, do I still have a spot? I'd love to just go down. My brothers are going down. I just want to go down and create some memories and you know get into the sunshine for a little bit. So it's just been amazing to be able to, to not feel like I have to go and do those things, but that I get to go and do those things. Yeah. I mean, you're incredibly good at the sport, so why not keep pushing it, you know, like to a relative level? Well, it's the same um, reason people uh, people go and play intramural sports when they're done. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym, and I I don't know. I just I enjoy yeah, it. It's a yeah. love of the sport. What's that dynamic like now with your brothers, especially that you're, we'll say, like semi-retired? Um, is it still like are you guys always competitive with each other? Do you guys kind of um, – separate your competition life from your life as brothers like what's that like yeah so it's definitely changed over the years um when they first moved out here my my family all relocated from uh, pennsylvania to ohio to help me open a gym Uh, my brothers were seniors in high school at the time and they they made the decision that they wanted to leave senior year to come out and joined me at the gym and they only had to go to school for half a day. So they wanted to come out and train to be athletes. They wanted to be competitors in the sport. So I was like, all right, come on out. And the like four to five years was they're like, we, 
what I would call is their college education. Like, Hey, I'm going to show you, like, we're going to learn how to run this affiliate. You're going to coach some classes. And they learned a lot about what it takes to run a business. And then from, from there, you know, they were kind of like progressing to open their own gym. Uh, and then, and then from the app, from an athletic uh, standpoint, they, they came in and I'm trying to think of how old, I guess they were 17 or 18 years old. And when they first came out, it was like, okay, we're going to modify things so that they could be competitive with me when we would work out. So there was like no competition in, if, well, don't get me wrong. Okay. First they wanted to crush me in everything when they first started. And then I was like, Hey, like, we want to try to find weights that are challenging for you and that we're all finishing close to the same time and we're pushing and really working on form and, and technique. But then as we progressed, they, they got better. They got you know, bigger, stronger, faster. And as years went on, it started to get a little unhealthy because there were workouts that on any given day, any person could win. So we became what I would call as a little bit of a, we all became immature athletes in some way where we were competing like regularly and doing whatever we could to be the alpha pan check on the day and pee on the gym floor and say, that's my spot. <laughs> yeah. So over time, uh, you know, as they got better, it got more and more challenging. And after about four or five years, they uh, moved out, they opened their own gym. So, you know, we parted ways. They're about 45 minutes away from us. So we didn't see each other, you know, as much. And they had a lot on their plate with, you know, being business owners, but we would still get together and you could see, like, you could always feel it. We try to do like partner workouts so that it's a little healthier because I, I knew that that was better for us than us trying to like crush each other. Like when we went and did that open announcement, I'll never forget. We were all in the gym like a day or two before and they were like, what do you want to do? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to write a workout up, but we're going to do it like synchro and we'll build then we'll share the reps and just work out so that we're not trying to kill each other yeah. until we get on the floor tomorrow. But when we're on the floor, it's, um, it's not pers It's not personal. It's just like, you want to win. Just no different yeah, I mean, than playing board games. Yeah. Play board games at my house. It's just as bad. My my dad's always trying to change the roles, and everybody wants to everybody wants to win. So uh, at times it can be a bit unhealthy. But I feel like we, as we've gotten older and more mature in the sport, we found a healthier relationship when we get together to train. My brother Spencer and I did the Open this year together, and we did the quarterfinals together. And in previous years, they would always make me go first and then they'd go after. And I was like, hey, one of these days, I'm going to make you go first and I'm going to go after. So that day finally came. Yeah. So Spencer went through, did a lot of the workouts, and then I'd go. But I think once once we got together, we realized that it's just, it's just fun. And I don't know if it's just like last year's games kind of carrying over into my relationship with Spencer – uh, Saxon's out in Tennessee, so he's, you know, obviously doing his own thing with his team out there. But you know, being with, I can speak to Spencer and, and my sister and you know everyone else in there. It's just, it just seemed more like a team and less about me winning or you winning, and us just trying to get the best scores we can get and knowing that every event is different. Yeah, you know, there's going to be events that are my jam. There's going to be events that are your jam and everything in between. And your fitness is your, I always, I always say your fitness is your fitness. It is what it is. And that's not going to, it's not going to change. Um, so it's, it's been a much, much healthier relationship. And I think um, this is going to be one of the most, uh, I keep using the word joyful years that I've seen in the sport. Use it up, man. Um, yeah. The, the if you were known for using the word joy too much, I don't think that's a problem with anybody. <laughs> um, what, uh, if kind of going back to your, your school, um, competitive career, you mentioned you played football, you, you wrestled. What was your favorite sport that you played? My favorite sport was actually ice hockey. So that was the first sport. My, uh, my dad got me into, I was, I was on skates. As soon as I could start kind of walking, my parents had me on skates and were kind of, 
dragging me around the ice on uh, open skate nights. My older brother was a hockey player. So the first three boys all played ice hockey. And it was so much fun. I love the sport. But when you're that young, you don't know any different. Like my parents had my sister and then they had twins and there were six of us. And hockey, you know, is a very expensive sport. And you're constantly, as you're getting older, you're buying new gear. And there's the travel, like you're constantly traveling. And with six kids, it was just not realistic to keep playing and doing it. And I joke with my dad, I'm like, because he's like, I think that was your best sport was hockey. Like you were definitely, that was your jam. And I was like, why did I stop? And he's like, just one day I asked you, I said, Scott, do you want to, you want to try a different sport and play football? You were like, yeah, that'd be cool. And you never, (laughs) and I was like, oh my goodness. So I, I think when I look back, I'm like, it's crazy because he gave me the option, but at that age, it's like, you don't know any better. Yeah. Um, if you let, let's assume like coming out of college, instead of starting your affiliate and going on to compete more, what, what do you think you would like, what would Scott Panchik be doing for a living if he didn't pursue this career in CrossFit? Yeah, I think I'd be still teaching, um, coaching football and, and wrestling. Um, that was kind of how I always saw my life going post football. But it's, makes it's, sense. it's interesting because like when I went to school and I got into football, I wasn't really thinking about like what life was going to be. I just, I mean, I had this idea like, oh, like what I had this idea of like what my phys ed teacher did all day. It's like, oh man, it's awesome. You just play sports all day. Like he's down in the gym playing badminton and I'd go down yeah. and play, I'd go down and play him during like my, my study halls. And I'm like, that's the life. I can't wait to live the life. And then I got into the schools and. I was like, wow, there's a lot of kids that really do not like exercising. I can't even get, you know, some of these kids to dress for class or jog around the track one time. And I, and I realized very quickly that I was spending so much time trying to motivate kids to do anything that it was really difficult to give, you know, the few kids that wanted something like value in in my class. And that was really what, you know, a big part of what led me into opening a gym. And I, I joke with my wife because she was a health and phys ed teacher at uh, the same school as me. And I was like, we use our degree every day, except we're not teaching students. I mean, we are teaching students. It's just not high school and middle school kids. It's, it's grownups. <laughs> and uh, I just never thought that that would be my platform. And I'm so really lucky cool, though. that it is. Do you... um? What's the most trouble you've ever been in in your life? <laughs> I, I just have this story as a little kid. Um, this is probably not the most trouble. The most trouble I got in as a little kid with my parents. I'll never forget. We had this kid. He lived across the creek from us. And uh, he had a, a new, uh, it was not us. Superstation. Um, what was the other one? There was like Nintendo Superstation, and what was the other game system? Nintendo uh, There was one more in there. It's uh, like gray, right? Um, I can't remember it. But he had he had like a new Nintendo. Maybe it was Nintendo sixty four, whatever it was. And we were out playing in the yard, and he like came and he like lived on the other side of the creek. He's like, Hey, I got this new game system. He's like, you got to come play it. And my brother, Steve and I were like, Oh yeah. And we like jumped the Creek and went up to his house, but we didn't tell like my, my mom where we were going. And she like looked out in the yard and she thought we were gone. And she like went nuts <laughs> and like called the, she called the police. She called the fire department, <laughs> she called, she called everyone. And, and uh, you guys are just playing a video game across the street. His house playing video games right across, the, right across the creek. And she thinks we got like kidnapped, abducted. And I just remember like hearing like fire alarms and screaming. And we just came out and like <laughs> saw my mom. She's crying. She's like, she hugs us. She takes us inside. And I, we got 
I got, I'm pretty sure I got my butt smacked pretty hard. And she's like, go to your room. Don't ever do that to me again. And I just like, oh my gosh, like I'm in so much trouble. The police, like there was sirens and lights. And I was just like, oh man. But that was Are one of the big video gamer. Do you play video games ever? No. I think the I last, like probably... the last system I was into was Nintendo 64 and it was Blitz 2000. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was... a solid 20 years ago at right. least. Yeah. Um, What's your earliest memory in life? Do you know? I can tell you like my earliest like competing memory, which is kind of cool. Oh, I remember doing this um, triathlon at our YMCA and it was like, obviously it was like swim, uh, swim, bike, run. And I crushed the swim. I had this like backstroking like record in our pool and I got to the bike and I remember we practiced transitions in our driveway of like, we'd pretend swim up and down the, the driveway, come in and then like rush to put on our like slip on shoes and, you know, put your helmet on and get on your bike and go. And I trained, I remember training with my dad running, we'd go out and run and we'd run these like hills at a, at a soccer fields. I was like, man, I'm so ready for this triathlon. I'm going to win. And my older brother won, my younger brother won, and I took second. Ooh. And, I lost, and I lost to this kid. And I, like, beat him in everything else. But he crushed me on the bike. And I had a Ninja Turtle bike. And he had a, like, speed bike. Like, it had, like, 10 gears. And I remember just, like, like pumping my legs as hard as I could. And my bike just wouldn't go any faster. And this kid was just like, swoosh, 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 and just How like old were you? blew by me. Uh, oh, man, I was young. My mom has a picture of it. I'll have to send I mean, Yeah, you're Ninja picture. Turtle biking it, so it's got to be preteen. Yeah. Um, I'll have to ask my mom how old I was, but I was, I was pretty young. That's I, I did my first triathlon like three years ago you're doing them when you were before you hit puberty that's awesome um, <laughs> made for this sport uh if you did teams which you know maybe you'll think about in the future who would be on your team um have you thought about well, that did, at all I did, I did do team i know you did do teams but if you were to okay yeah. if you were to do teams again and I got to pick anyone I wanted. I would. Well, I would first, obviously, you probably pick Rich and, and like. I would, I, would to Rich and one, I would try to. I would try to pick one of my brothers. Like obviously, getting, you know, obviously they both want to compete individual, but I'd be lying if I didn't say like, hey, you want you guys want to try to go to team? Yeah. You know, so for me, it's about creating memories, and yes, like I said, like. When it, I, I want to win. Like if I'm signing up for something, I want to win. I want to do well. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, I want to create memories. And I want to be around people that I enjoy being around. So there's like a few people in the sport. Like I love, like Ben Smith's got a big heart. Great guy. I did the team series with him. Uh, like probably like five years ago. Now it was like him, Stacy Tovar and Emily Bridgers. Uh, we did really well in the team series and I really enjoyed competing with him, but like him, my brothers training with rich is great because he's super fit. Uh, you know, he's taught me a lot. I like working with people that I can learn things from and, uh, when the women I would like to compete with, we got a girl at our gym. Her name's Fee Sagafi. She's a beast. And I've yeah, no had the opportunity to like work with her since she started her CrossFit journey and walked in as like just this college girl who didn't play really any sport. She played a little volleyball, maybe intramural volleyball, 
but like came in and just seeing her grow and evolve in the sport was was a lot of fun. Um, so getting to compete with her would be fun. Um, and then I need like some type of athlete that is like the opposite of her. If I yeah. wanted to have a complete team, <laughs> I yeah. always joke with them like, all right, go find someone that's really good at the things that you don't like to do and we'll make a team. <laughs> Fee's great though. Love Fee. And she's got a, um, she's got a big heart and yeah, just, just people that I can enjoy being around during the day and, uh, and want to see like succeed. Yeah. If I asked my mom, I was, I was four years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude. Four. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm thinking about my daughter inside. She's a year and a half. I'm like, yes, I can sign her up or something. <laughs> <laughs> she can play hockey. She'll do a triathlon. Yes. Oh. I guess they're taking her to open skate. <laughs> Perfect. Dude, that's crazy. Four-year-old triathlon. No wonder, man. I'll All send right. you the picture. You'll get a kick out of it of me on my Ninja Turtle bike. That'd be great. We'll share that on the Zalos Games uh, Instagram. Yeah, Scott, if you could put anything on a big blank billboard over the busiest intersection that you know of, what would the billboard say? I think there's a song. It's like, love God, love people. And I think we could use go. a little bit more of both of those things in the world today. For sure. Especially with the current climate of things across the world. Um, yeah. Love it. Love God, love people. I've got a shirt that says that. Our church um, put that on a shirt a while back. Well, my old church when I was in Florida. Oh, really? But, That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Love God, good. love people. Um, I almost put that on the old, I almost put that on the goal board, like, but I had to figure out how to make it um, measurable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. That that's when we start dipping our toes in the religiosity. I tell everyone else that writes something like it has to be measurable. How are you how are you gonna do that? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I know. <laughs> um, well, I'll pray for 30 minutes. I'll give ten no. <laughs> um <laughs> if you uh how much of the success in CrossFit for everyone, including yourself, do you think is like if you were to make a pie graph with a percentage for hard work and a percentage for genetics, what do you think the percentage for hard work and the percentage for genetics would be in the sport? That's a great question. That's a really good question. I definitely agree with you. There's like genetic potential. I think that I've, I would like to think that I've gotten pretty close to my, my genetic potential. And I think everybody should always be pursuing that or in more. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some air, there's always little areas that you can fine tune every year. I come back from the games. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just change this one little thing. Or like, as I get older, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just try to tweak this one little thing and just always trying to just get just a little bit more out of that, that genetic potential. And I, I do believe just based off of like my brothers, um, there is there, we do have some, some great genes, especially for CrossFit specifically. Um, maybe not basketball or some of the other <laughs> sports yeah. out there um i would say i would say it's probably 50 50 that's good everyone's got a different answer i'm always just interested in what what, what, if, what if other people what have other people told you in that That'd well you know like um some people have said 90 percent hard work 10 percent genetics uh some people have said 70 percent Genetics, 30% hard work, but it's normally the opposite. It's normally closer to like 80% hard work, 20% genetics, um, 90, 10, 70, 30. So, but I think you're in a unique situation because you are a clear example that genetics plays a large role. Like it's not by chance that you and two of your brothers are all CrossFit games athletes. You know what I mean? But the um, other thing too is like, they don't know anything, but what I've taught them. Yeah. When they started, like, I mean, when we started together, their whole CrossFit journey was like us working together and fig like figuring out the sport. Like that's what it was. Like I still remember the day when we came in and we were like, let's do something crazy today. Let's do two workouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and 
so yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a, a genetic side. I will say the one thing that I believe separated me from a lot of people growing up is I was always I was always the kid that like one, I was always the kid that got hurt. And I was also the kid that would work his tail off for every sport I was playing. I outworked every I like I cannot think of a sport where I was in that sport and there was someone on my team that worked harder than I did. And if someone wanted to tell me that they did, I'd I'd say, give me proof, show me. Because I believe in every sport I've played, um, I was working really, really hard to be the best I possibly could. And there were times, like I remember being in ninth grade and I was getting, like, I was always the fastest kid. Like I was one of the fastest kids on the team. And I remember like eighth and ninth grade, all these kids were starting to like, like hit puberty and they were just getting big and fast. And I just remember feeling like I got left behind at that point. And I remember like I broke my collarbone and I lost my, my job as a running back and I didn't get it back that year. And I just remember like, I was like, I, I am not going to let that happen. And, and I knew I was heading into 10th grade where I was going to have to compete against 11th and 12th graders. And I didn't get to play that year either. And I just remember, I was like, I, you know, I got to keep working, got to keep working. Like if I want a spot, like I got to keep working. And I think that a lot of people um, forget that like, you know, there's going to be moments where you don't get what you want, but it's like, you're, you're not necessarily competing against someone you're competing against what you're capable of doing. And I think that if you can, keep that in mind that it's not necessarily about beating someone else. It's about becoming a better version of yourself and pushing that genetic ceiling that, you know, that I was talking about and getting it as far up as you can and max that sucker out. That's, that's what you can control. And that's, what's going to lead to you enjoying the things that you do and never looking back and saying like, Oh, I got regrets from, this year because I didn't do that. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm starting. To no, rain. that was great. Scott, thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for yeah. sharing all the stories. This is, this is awesome. I really appreciate your time. Um, yes. We've, we've reached the, the conclusion of my, my hour with Scotty P. Is there anything you want to say before we, before we shut it down? No, I think that was probably it. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for being on the Athlete Stories podcast. And uh, obviously, you and I will connect again here shortly. But um, until then, uh, love you, man, and appreciate your stories and everything. You got it, Jared. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, Scott. See you, bro.